Hey guys, welcome to our Sermon of the Week podcast. Today's message is from Nathan Herndon. If you're interested in partnering with us, check out our app, our website, for ways to give. Amen. Well, uh, I'm going to say something um, that is kind of like a, a, a biblical duh, but baptism is very important. If you read the New Testament, biblically, baptism is so important, in fact, that when people put their faith in Jesus and were adopted into the family of God, they were immediately baptized often. Uh, you think of the Apostle Paul. He, um, he had an uh, encounter with Jesus, the risen Jesus, that showed up in bright, shining light, blinded him, and spoke to him. Jesus spoke to him. The resurrected Christ spoke to Paul, knocks him off his horse. He's blind for three days. He fasts for three days. When Ananias comes to pray for Saul to receive his sight, Saul gets baptized before he eats. All right? You want to talk about something important. Before he drinks a drop of water, he gets dunked in the water. It, I, how many people would say that baptism is very important? When you see that Paul led people uh, to Jesus, let's take in, uh, in, uh, in Philippi. All right? The, immediately once they received the gospel, they were baptized. And I think today what we're dealing with is people who receive the, uh, Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior and as their treasure, and then they get baptized down the road if they feel like it, if, they're, if they've uh, kind of gotten the courage up. I know that was my story. I was a pastor's kid. I got saved when I was seven years old, and um, I didn't get baptized till I was 14 because I was afraid of public speaking. Um, and I, and in our tradition, everybody did like a little testimony speech first. And then I, uh, so I was scared to death of that. And then, oh, uh, I grew up in the Brethren in Christ denomination where um, you don't get baptized once, you get baptized three times in the name of the Father. Well, bam, all right, in the same, in the name of the Son, well, whoosh, you know, in the name of the Spirit. And that's the long one. They really keep you down and they pull you back up. And I was like, no, thanks. I am not getting this triple baptism thing. I think I'll hold off. But at 14, I was so madly in love with Jesus. I was like, I don't care anymore. I'll give a speech. I'll get baptized three times. And then I actually played a saxophone solo uh, at my baptism. That is, that is not a lie. All right. So that's how in, in, I was intoxicated, my friends. All right. But baptism can be very confusing depending on who you talk with, what tradition you've come, to, uh, come from. Some of you were infant baptized. Uh, some of you were baptized for the dead. All right, there's all kinds of weird stuff out there. Let me clear up some of the confusion. And I'm going to start by saying, here's what baptism is not. Uh, my gram, my grandma, when I was an infant, uh, she was an Episcopalian. My granddad was an Episcopal priest. And we were visiting them in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, as I, I don't remember this because I was an infant, but we were visiting them uh, one, uh, one Sunday. She told my parents, who were not Episcopalians and did not want to baptize me as an infant, she told my parents that she's going to take me on a Sunday morning stroll, and she did straight to the Episcopal Church to get baptized, all right? And so, uh, so what she, here was her view. Um, her view was baptiz baptizing infants is a means of grace. In other words, just in case this baby dies, it will go to heaven. Amen. Um, the, uh, can, I, can I say this? That that is not what baptism is, biblically speaking. It is not a safety measure where we're baptizing just in case, all right? It is not fire insurance. Anybody seen Big Fat Greek Wedding? 
all right? My wife's Greek, we like the movie, all right? There's a guy, a young man, wants to marry a young Greek girl. In order to do that, he has to be baptized into the Greek Orthodox Church. So it has nothing to do with knowing God personally and declaring his faith. It has everything to do with the cultural stuff that surrounds it. You have to be a part of a certain church. So can I tell you this? That is not what baptism is. It's not cultural. It's not about being a church member. Others say, man, I feel guilty. I feel sinful. I think I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to wash off my sins in the pool. Can I just share a personal testimony? If, I, if when I got baptized, my sins were washed off, there would be no ocean that my sins could fit in. All right? And I'm not being sarcastic here. That's how it is for people. Like, like we start out sinning every single day. We want something other than God. All right? So I want to tell you this. It's not water that washes our sins away. It's the blood of Jesus that pays for our sins, all right? So there aren't going to be a bunch of sins in the bottom of that pool. There's going to be some weird stuff in there because a lot of people are going to be, there's going to be floating. There might even be some parasites and stuff. I'm telling you, it's going to be weird. But sins will not be in there, all right? So that's not what happens. This is also, let me tell you this. Baptism is not how you become a Christian. And this is where it gets wonky because you read the Bible, it looks like people are getting baptized to become a Christian, but it's not how you become a Christian. Let me, let me be as clear as I can. If you're not a Christian before going into the water, you won't be one coming out. All right? It's not getting baptized that saved you. Some of you, that's what, some of you were baptized before and you need to get baptized again today because what you're trusting is a religious deed was going to save you. That is not what saves you. Faith in Jesus alone saves you. Turning from your sins to Jesus in faith saves you. Saying, you're my treasure. The world left me high and dry. I want you over all things. All right? So faith in Jesus saves you. What happens in baptism is this. Let me say it this way. Baptism is not a big deal biblically because of what it does. Baptism is a big deal biblically because of what it declares, all right? Everybody who gets baptized today will be preaching a sermon without words. They will be preaching today, and here's what they'll be declaring. It's Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. Listen, having been buried with him, that's Jesus, in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. This is the sermon that baptism is preaching, number one. Baptism declares that you identify with Christ. You identify with Christ, not Buddha, not other, not New Age, not anything else, not yourself. You are not the chief. Jesus is. You're surrendering all rights to your life, to Jesus. And that happens. And at baptism, you declared, you declare that it did. You are declaring through your baptism that you identify with Christ and Christ alone in his death and in his resurrection. And so, in fact, this is why we use, this is why God called us to use this, because when we're being, when we're being uh, baptized and being submerged, that is not representing sins being washed off, even though, you know, it's kind of a nice illustration, but that's not it. Here's what it's signifying, you dying, okay? It's your death, it's your burial. And then, so we're identifying that we died, and then we were raised. You coming out of the waters is not you coming up just clean. It's, it's you coming up, the illustration is, alive, raised from death. Come on. You didn't know, Christian, listen, you didn't know that you're actually alive today. You came in here like, oh, man, spilled my coffee. My kids are weird. Like, hey, listen, who cares? 
you are in fact alive today. So we're declaring, I died with Jesus. Now here's, when we're saying that I died with Jesus, it sounds morbid, but it's not. Here's, you, you didn't die to Jesus or Jesus doing something bad to you. He's doing something great for you, okay? So you died to sin. Come on. Church, where'd the Pentecostals go? Like, you were just there. You died to sin. You died to the old you. You died, listen, not just to sin, but to sin's power. It can, it can no longer do what the enemy wanted it to do in your life. It, it, the enemy is now a toothless lion. That's why Satan and his, you died to Satan, his plans for you, his schemes toward you, his lies about you. You died to all of that. Baptism illustrates that. And then as you come up out of the water, you're, you're declaring that I was raised with Jesus. In other words, you're declaring this. I am in Christ. As Christ was raised victorious over death, he's given me that. I'm with the man. I'm with him through faith. I'm a new creation. I have a new identity. And my identity is I don't, I don't have the freedom now to define who I want to be. I have the freedom to trust Jesus with who he says I am. It's a new identity defined by Jesus specifically for you. Listen to this identity. Man, this is starting with verse 13 of Colossians 2. And you who were dead in your trespasses, you were dead, but dead no longer. And the uncircumcision of your flesh, don't have time to go there, study that. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. Some of you here just thought that you sinned. It wasn't a big, a big deal. It's just everybody does bad stuff. No, your sin means that you have legal stuff against you in heavenly courts, all right? But Jesus cancels all of your debt that legally stood against you. This, and here's how, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. The cross is the, is the center of all history. It's where it all happened. It's not just where you see that you're loved, though you, though you do see that. It's where everything legal that stood against you was nailed, paid for, and, and as Jesus dies and lives, so you died to that stuff. And now live to him. Listen to verse 15. He, that's Jesus, disarmed. Man, I love this one. We blow by this. Let's not hear. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. The rulers and authorities are the, there's more unseen. There's a, an unseen world that has it out for Jesus. And since he loves you, the unseen world has it out for you. Daily lying to you. Daily trying to make you be the person that you're not supposed to be. And here Jesus says, they're defeated foes, toothless creatures, all bark and absolutely no bite because of the cross. So here's what baptism speaks. Baptism speaks you are no longer dead but alive. You are forever joined together with Christ. You are no longer in sin but forgiven in Christ. All your trespasses are canceled. The legal, legal documents that demanded your condemnation have been nailed to the cross and are paid in full once for all. And listen, and are applied to your account if you're in Christ. Every spiritual ruler, every spiritual enemy has been disarmed and publicly humiliated by Jesus, triumphed over in Christ. Now you are who God says you are. So this is, I think a lot of us, I, I got as a gift for my birthday once a, a, a Herndon code of arms. And uh, it has all these signs and symbols. And I found out that a lot of Herndons did some really whacked out stuff. They were like uh, 
crusaders and stuff, killing people in Jesus' name. I'm not into that. But here's the thing. Whoever the Herndons were, now that I'm in Christ through faith, Herndons no longer define who I am. So my, I have a new family of origins in the, line, the bloodline of Jesus, all right? So you may have come from some bad people, but they don't tell you who you are anymore. You're grafted in to the kingdom family, okay? You are not who your ancestors say you are. That, that nonsense can be cut off, and you don't have to live like that anymore. You're who Jesus says you are. This is what baptism declares. This is what baptism declares. You're not getting saved. You're declaring that you are to the world. But it's also, listen, last thing, a declaration to the community. Biblically speaking, there should be no privacy about our faith. Do you know that? Jesus doesn't want us being baptized in secret corners, okay? Well, what about persecution? Well, actually, as the world turns the heat up and starts persecuting the church, the, the hearts of the world start opening up as people say, Jesus is my life, not my safety. You hear this? All right, so persecution can come. That's when the church is at its best. So, so Jesus, so what, you, what we're declaring to the community, and this is, this, is the, this is the persecuting non-believers who just aren't going to get it. We're saying, I'm a Jesus follower. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. All right? My identity is wrapped up in him, not in me. And we publicly say that. That's why we don't do this in secret corners. We do it on our biggest gathering of the week right here this morning. All right? If, if it wasn't uh, the winner, maybe sometime we'll go to a public, a public pool. All right? Where there's hundreds of people around and say, excuse me, we got some radicals over here that have come to know Jesus. We're going to baptize a few. But here's the other thing. We're not just declaring this to, to the world. We're declaring this to the body when you're the body of believers, the Christian community. It's really big. That's what, that's, we're declaring something to us, the family of God. And the people getting baptized are, are saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. This is why I get so stoked up. Like, it, it, is, it is a dishonor when you get baptized at a church, and then the next Sunday, that church never sees you again. That just shows you did not understand what you were doing. You were trying to do a religious thing, all right? When you're, saying, when you're getting baptized here, and you got everybody hooping and hollering for you and blowing shofars and kazoos and dancing their brains out because of what, what you're doing, all right? Like, and then you, you can't just go off and leave, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So you're saying, we're together in this. We're together in this. I don't care how much you embarrass me. I don't care how much you hurt me. I'm with you, and I'm committed to walking with you no matter what. Man, that's one that the, the church has gotten wrong on repeat for a long time. Man, Jesus, may it stop today. May something supernatural happen where we love one another more as a result of today. But I want to tell you this, when you get baptized, people getting up out of the water have different experiences. When Jesus got baptized, the Holy Spirit himself descended like a dove on Jesus, <laughs> all right? And so I, I know, it's, don't feel weird if people have Holy Spirit experiences coming out of the, out of the, uh, the tub, all right? That's not wrong. It's biblical. But people are feeling like so happy and blessed. They're like, wow, wow. People are screaming. Somehow someone comes out, they got a show, they didn't have a shofar going in, but they do have one coming out now. Like, what was that? They're like just honking things. 
Like this is, like people are going to be so blessed. Happy, heaven's joy can hit people. Heaven's, heaven's happiness can hit people. Listen, we want people to be touched by the Holy Spirit, not so we can watch and, uh, for a good show, but because we want this to be sealed in our hearts. Man, we want joy. We, whatever is happening in heaven during this baptism, we, we want sent to earth. Amen? So, so my, my posture as the pastor of this church is I don't want to calm us down. I want to I wanna heat us up. And what's happening? So if you're feeling something, you're not going to be calmed down. All right? We, we, we want what God wants. So here's three things, and then I'm done. Some of you uh, this morning are Jesus followers. You've been Christians for years. You've, been, you've never been baptized. We've got clothes for you this morning. You see a pastor over here say, I've been saved since I was 11, and now I'm 44. I'm getting baptized today, and you can't stop me. All right? All right? We, we want to do that today. Uh, others of you are not saved at all. You came here thinking that maybe God will like you more because you came to church. He doesn't like you because you came to church. He, like you, he, he, he wants you and loves you in, on your worst day. All right? You've been, you've been served a, a, a bag of religion that does not work. You were wanted by God, liked by God, or the cross wouldn't have happened. All right? And you, but you are paid for, and you can come home to the Father. You can turn from your sins, and you can come home to Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord, as your treasure today. All right? And then others, others you were baptized in the past, maybe as an infant, maybe as a small child. You had no clue what it meant. In fact, you, I, I did it for my parents. I, I don't even know if I was even saved back then. I didn't, I didn't know. Maybe today is a day that God would lead you to be baptized. I'm just saying like, there's a green light for you today. We want to shepherd you well, but we, we also want to turn you loose. And my goal is not to, to keep a good, nice service. My goal is to have people go nuts for Jesus. All right? That's what we're doing. And I can see the days coming where, man, we have to have multiple baptism services because I believe that God wants to not just save, you know, your families, but, but tens of thousands of families upon families. And the gospel is powerful enough to break through every single thing. And I just pray, God, bless us with the problems of not having enough space and not enough time for all the baptisms, all the people coming to Jesus. That's what I want. Amen? Thanks for checking out our Sermon of the Week. If you have questions or would like to get connected, download our app or visit us at providencecommunity.org.